When I work with people one-on-one -on -one or in retreats, I'm always applying this methodology. This is episode five, a duo episode with Meg Sylvester and myself. And today we're going to be talking about the miracle way and becoming your own agent of change. It's Catherine and a huge welcome to the Living on Purpose podcast, a place where we discuss the importance of purpose in our lives and connect with others that have created soul aligned offerings that build into their own personal purpose. Before we get started, please make sure to turn on notifications, subscribe, rate, and review the Living on Purpose podcast. When you send me your screenshot of the review to Catherine at klzmethod.com, we will send you our KLZ Method workout for the chakras. Also, as you're listening, screenshot your favorite part and share it with us on Instagram at klz.method. I love hearing from you and sharing your thoughts and comments. I'm super grateful to you and all of our amazing listeners for helping us to grow the podcast and share its guests and message with more people. Before we head into the show, here is a quick word from our sponsor. Combining high-intensity interval training, boxing, and strength workouts, along with yoga, pranayama or breath work, kundalini kriyas, affirmation, and chakra study to bring us to the best version of ourselves. This is the opposite of slamming a caffeinated beverage, cranking up the tunes, and vacating the body while you just do it. We are bringing connection back to the body, expressing so much gratitude for this blessing that we've been given. With easily accessible, pre-recorded, and live content, joining this monthly membership in High Vibe community is an absolute must. Use discount code PODCAST10 at checkout for $10 off the monthly membership. Let's start the show. We're here today with Meg Sylvester. She is an author, creator, and spiritual entrepreneur who helps kind-hearted humans to live life well. Meg is the founder and creator of The Miracle Way, a love-based approach to personal, professional, and spiritual transformation. And she's helped thousands worldwide to uncover their purpose while reaching deeper levels of fulfillment and pleasure. Can you tell us more about this description, this miracle way, love-based approach to personal, professional, and spiritual transformation? Yeah. So the miracle way came into my life several years ago um, when I was going through my own spiritual awakening and my awakening came through very spontaneously. Um, I felt really isolated. I felt all alone. I changed a lot of my um, lifestyle habits and so therefore lost a lot of friends. Um, and so I was feeling a little crazy, isolated, alone, um, you know, and the memes around like where it shows like what I thought a spiritual awakening would look like. And it's like, you're surrounded by like rainbows and butterflies and then like right. what it actually is. And you're like making crazy face <laughs> on a roller coaster. That's like fully accurate. And that was my experience. And you know, still is sometimes. And during meditation, 
I had this vision and I am not someone who gets struck with visions very often. I have a hard time like seeing in my mind's eye. So like during those guided meditations when people are like, you know, picture your like beautiful, safe place in your mind. I'm like, I can't, like, it's really hard for me to, to see. I know I sense, I smell, but seeing is tough for me. So when I do get like struck with visions, I'm like, oh shit, like this is, this is really happening. You know, this must be big. (laughs) This is big. (laughs) Pay attention. And, um, I was shown this compass, um, but it wasn't North, South, East, West. The compass was marked with four different letters and I was told that this is a compass for personal, professional, spiritual transformation. And so I started working with this compass and, and, and integrating it into my own life to help me navigate the complexities of an awakening and just to navigate the complexities of the human experience. You know, um, I am challenged with big giant feelings and um which oftentimes isn't a challenge it's it's quite a blessing because it brings me to the depths and to the heights and it is what allows me to create but it can be a challenge you know i have three kids and when i'm really feeling a depressive episode or i'm really anxious or um you know feeling kind of detached i i i need support like we all do you know and so really started working with this compass and, um, and, and after years, years, years of, of integrating and working with this approach to transformation, I decided to finally, um, share it with the world because I really, really wanted to hold it in integrity and to make sure that it actually was real, that it actually works. And it really does. And so the miracle way, the compass is the miracle way it can take you through a moment, an episode, or a larger transformation that might take weeks, months, years. And when I work with people one-on-one or in retreats, I'm always applying this methodology, this approach. And I started now training people in how to facilitate the Miracle Way um, in retreats, in their one-on-one containers, in their group programs. And it's really beautiful because it is a harmonious balance of the divine feminine and the divine masculine. Most um, methodologies that we see are weighted and, right. and one or the other, particularly mm-hmm. the masculine, right? Like here's the structure, go, 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 no excuses. And as a mother of three, the no excuses mentality Um, it, it rubs me the wrong way because my children are absolutely an excuse and their well-being is something that I'm going to prioritize as well as mine, you know, but, and so, so the miracle way really, really takes into consideration, um, that the person going through the transformation, they know best. It just helps open the gate to their intuition. And it really helps to begin to like forge those bonds between our humanness and our divinity and like trusting our intuition, trusting in our goodness, trusting that we have power, strength, and beauty. Um, and so so the four the four facets of the miracle way are awareness, movement, embodiment, and nurture. Um, and when you put all of these facets together, 
um, if you take the first letter of each, it spells Amen. Um, and the the Miracle Way is in no way um, affiliated with any particular religion. Amen, um, you know, is is part of the 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 mantra Om, which is the seed of infinite potential. It means union. It means oneness. You know, so this Amen compass is bringing us back home to ourselves, you know, reminding of us our, of our, our oneness with our humanness and our divinity. Um, and it's interesting because I didn't even realize that, um, you know, that it was an acronym until like a few months in and I was like, Oh my God. Right. Whoa. Yeah. So it has to be wild to create something like that when you know, you see it on so many different timelines all of a sudden. It's it's like you see it come in and you recognize it as an opportunity for you to change and you op- you recognize it as an opportunity to bring something to other people. And then you recognize it as something you've been doing your whole life, you know, in, in these kind of situations. So it's just so awesome. And, and bringing this now to Miracle Way, Miracle Way is the essentially the entity that holds the compass, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like Miracle Way is the uh, facilitator program, helping others that want to move through. I mean, one of the most important things of being able to connect with another person and be, being able to be a facilitator is to really take a good look at all of your own mm-hmm. baggage, mm-hmm. all of your own weight, because essentially you're going to be teaching through it if you can't recognize it or turn it around, transmute it, however we want to call it. So it's an opportunity for people to come to a deeper relationship with themselves first and foremost, but ta-da, when you leave these Miracle Way trainings, you are now a retreat facilitator in mm-hmm. in the Miracle Way fashion by mm-hmm. Meg Sylvester, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not just a retreat facilitator, but you you have this methodology now to use in in coaching and one-on-one, you know, and it doesn't even have to be um, coaching. If you're an astrologer, if you're a creative, if you teach creative writing or art, you know you can use this approach to really help people find their creative genius, find the rich wisdom of their heart, and and trust it and move it out into the world. And I personally love retreats. Um, it, they they are where I feel like I shine, um, where I feel the most tapped in. And so I I love teaching people how to apply this approach to an entire structure of a retreat. And it's really cool. And it just softens the whole experience and just makes it really joyous. So um, it's a really beautiful methodology that I I feel really fortunate to have um, been a conduit for. Right. I had the the pleasure of being Mm -hmm. at the first Miracle Way retreat in Costa Rica this last year. And it was just really stunning to see so many different people from so many different backgrounds and what they were bringing to the table. Whenever you have a group of people together, you're going to want to have each of these pillars represented. Can you go into a little bit more detail with just some description on how each one of the pillars are used and maybe a little bit about why? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and, and I want to acknowledge that Catherine wasn't just attending, she was a facilitator. So, um, Catherine brought the KLZ method. Um, and at the miracle way each day, we focus on one of the pillars and then we bring in a somatic experience so that you as the attendee, um, can really experience 
this facet and not just be told about it, you know, taught, taught about it. So, um, so awareness is, is our first pillar and awareness is necessary. And it's the biggest step in spiritual transformation to, to shine the light of your loving awareness on what you're ready to transform out of and into is is the, the biggest step in, in our evolution. So awareness can be expanded into awareness on thoughts, beliefs, and desires. And as facilitators, we're really holding space for individuals to come into to recognize their belief systems, be it um, contracted or super expansive. And so we definitely want to acknowledge both the contracted belief systems and the expansive ones, right? Because both are important. And a lot of work um, I've noticed over the years really focuses on the limiting beliefs, but it's like, well, but we've also got these expansive beliefs that have been working for us in other facets of our life. So let's, let's like play to that as well. Um, and then we're also really focusing on our desires as well and getting really clear on, is this a true desire of my heart or is it a desire that is basically me projecting societal expectations? You know, so we want to make sure that our desires are in alignment. Um, and then we move into movement. And, and movement isn't like move, moving the body. It's moving through our blocks and towards our desires. So it's like transcendence. It's really moving through and to. Um, and this is when we used KLZ method during the, the Miracle Way training because Catherine led us through like really moving our energy, not just moving our bodies, but but tuning into the energy, the somatics, you know, what is our body telling us and moving that energy through, but movement, you know, moving through the blocks and, and towards our desires isn't, again, it's not just physical movement. It's daily choices. It's repatterning. It's choosing again, it's choosing love instead of fear. And so as facilitators, we're bringing in tools to help our clients and community really connect with you know, moving through those blocks on, on, you know, from, from day to day. And we can do things like transformational breath work, like KLZ method that really bring us into these immersive experiences, help us move. But we can also apply, you know, just daily routines and rituals to help us choose again, choose again, choose again, and repattern and rewire. Sounds like really to me when you explained this before too, it feels like you're really coming into a potent understanding of your own truth and your mm -hmm. own sort of values and your core. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, what are you? Who are you? What are you doing? So there's different ways of bringing that facilitators can bring this to their audience and that the audience can grab this and, and harness the power of it as well, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, what would be a couple of different things that you would suggest for this specific pillar? So one tool that I really love and that I find really useful is the Wheel of Life, which is um, um, a, a method used in, in many different coaching arenas. And so what you do is you look at the different facets of your life, be it, you know, um, finances, intimacy, joy, health, your physical environment. There's a couple of others. And you rate each one like one through five um, or one through 10. And then you look at your highest rated one and your lowest rated one. And you might have a couple that are, you know, a 10 out of 10 or a one out, you know, one out of 10 and just pick. Um, and what I like to do is pick one of the highest one and the lowest one and then meditate 
on each one of those facets and really, really think about your self-perception. What do you believe to be true about yourself when it comes to this facet? So let's just think money. Let's say you rated that a two out of 10 and you sit and you meditate and you really, really focus on your relationship with money. What do I believe to be true about myself? What are my expectations when it comes to money? What are my thoughts? What are my desires? And just really sit with those, feel it in your body and then shift to your highest rated one. What are my belief systems there? What do I believe to be true about myself? And then just through the discrepancies, you can really start to become aware of your belief systems, of your thoughts, of your desires, of your expectations in each one of those facets. And then you can ask like, well, how can I close the gap? I have this proof point here with let's say my health, mm-hmm. let's say you rate rated health really high. Um, and my belief systems here are this. So how can I begin to apply these belief systems to, you know, the money facet, which was rated really low. And, and so that's just one way that you can bring in awareness. But what I love about the miracle way is that it invites facilitators to use their own tools. So I'm a Kundalini teacher, so I might prescribe you know, a Kundalini Kriya to one of my clients to help them evoke their own state of awareness, you know, through a particular meditation that I know brings about heightened states of awareness. So if you're an astrologer, you know, you could use someone's birth chart to help them, you know, gain awareness and KLZ, you know, you could work with Catherine and you're moving through all these workouts to really gain awareness and, oh, holy shit, my hips are like really holding on to something. I want to explore that. So you know, you could use gateless writing, you could use transformational breath work to really drop your students, your clients, your community into a state of awareness. And, you know, you're creating that container. When we move into this work that you and I are going to be doing right now, we're really focusing on awareness around this particular facet of your life that you want to approve because you've come to me for that. Right. You know, yeah. So it's sort of like a tally of where we are, like where I am yeah. presently. What, yeah. what, situation am I in? Let's mm-hmm. become aware of that. And then the mm-hmm. movement, like you said, you can move through things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think it's very known that I'm all about, you know, finding those blockages that we have in our physical bodies mm-hmm. and really coming into a deeper understanding and, and shifting them into something that's a benefit to our life rather than something that is holding us back or something like that. So mm-hmm. let's continue. I just wanted to make sure that we had a really yeah. you know, physical understanding of, of what those two, how they would actually look and feel in. Yeah. So we have awareness, we have moving through the block and and towards desires. And then we have embodiment and embodiment can be expanded into um, embodying the empowered story. Um, And so here, here's where we're really rewriting our own story. And we're, we're showing up as this more um, full version of ourselves, you know, and so we're, it, this is a this is a pretty active process, you know. We're maybe we're we're changing the way we dress, you know. We're we're feeling more of ourselves. We're 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 creating, you know. We're Ooh, creating. We're creating. We're expressing ourselves, you know. We're really um, expressing ourselves through art and and creation, and and that doesn't necessarily mean just the you know arts like painting and drawing right. and writing. It's really creating consciously creating our life, making empowered decisions, you know, and, and so we're really, we're really stepping into that. However, this embodiment um, phase, it, it still feels active, you know, and then when we go into nurture, 
this feels more of like, ah, okay, I've arrived. Here I am. I'm not actively working to embody this, this, this fuller version of who I am. And I'm always careful not to say next, you know, next version or new Mm -hmm. version. It's a Mm -hmm. fuller, the fuller Mm -hmm. version. And we're just becoming fuller iterations of ourselves. The more we drop the masks and and really express. And so when we come into nurture, this is where we're really, we've arrived, you know, it's not as active. We're more comfortable. We're more, um, centered and grounded sustained yeah and in the nurture is where we're really really now um creating communities you know creating collaborations and it's not so much about me and I'm stepping into this it's like no I'm here and like let's really grow this and you know really finding those partnerships and and community that feels really really good and it's less egocentric and more of just like, here I am, this is soft, this is easy, this is gentle, there's nothing to prove, you know, and you're just here. And, and throughout any point of the Miracle Way Compass, you know, we all have free will. And I don't know about you, but there are certain times in the spiritual process where I get burnt out. And I'm like, enough, enough of the work, I just need to chill for a little bit, you know, so at any time the, the miracle way process can go dormant and that's, that is okay. I love that you say that. I mean, it's just so, I feel like so many programs right now that are out there and just the way that we are, it's a really big step for evolution right now to, to stop giving away our power to programs, to coaches, Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. uh, a book or a system of beliefs or a diet or something Mm -hmm. like that. And and take charge and take our power back. And I, yeah, I'm going to look, I'm going to read this book about this. I'd like to learn that, but I'm not going to let it become the master of my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just see that happen so many times and, and burnout ends up happening. And then the thing that you actually meant to bring in to be useful is suddenly this catalyst for a, a negative, a negative part of your life, you know, right? maybe right. you learned a few things and maybe you will apply them after you're recovering from your burnout, but we don't need to take it there. And when we, when we catch it, yeah. Let's just back off. And I love that you're giving permission up front in even just this short, you know, this short uh, capture of what Miracle Way is. It's so important. Yeah. It's so important to know that, you know, there's nothing wrong with you if you're right. like, dude, I need to put the brakes on yeah. some stuff and like read a trashy romance book and watch some TV and like eat right. a Snickers. It's not you know? going anywhere. You're not going to miss it. It's not no. going to, this is your whole it's, life. It's meant for you. We'll find you, you know? And, and, and then, you know, when we're in the nurture phase, something I really want to emphasize is that one step isn't better or more like heightened or evolved than the next, because each facet of the miracle way is in continuous conversation. And once you're in nurture, you will then be either like struck with the intuitive knowing or the sensation of discomfort or an excitement to expand that becomes awareness. Okay. Like I am aware that I am no longer comfortable here, or or I am aware that I am excited that I am on the precipice and I'm, I'm ready to go. You know, and it's then dynamic. you go into, and then you go into awareness, and then you go into movement. So it's not like nurture is at the tippy top; it's a circle. You know, it's a compass, and so it's not, it's not a ladder. You know, and so if you're in, and we can also be in different phases and different facets of our life. So, like with, 
you know, financial health, you might be an embodiment. Whereas with physical, you, with your health, you might be in, in the movement phase of making those daily choices of like transcending, moving through those blocks. And so you can, you can really apply this to, to different facets of your life or just to like a blip of a moment, you know, in general, where you're just really feeling like you're spinning out, you know, you can, you can apply the miracle way to that moment. So I have a, actually have a story. Can I share? Yeah, let's, ta- let's talk about that. Okay. So, um, just a few weeks ago, um, I had something happen during the day, um, that, was a big deal, but it was fine. I didn't like, well, I didn't think that I took it personally. Um, it it was just, you know, business stuff and it was fine, but it was frustrating, but you know, whatever. And it happened early, early during the day. And then that night I was going to sleep and I was spinning out like anxiety, big time, like thoughts, like a tornado in my head, my palms were sweaty it's like, what the hell, what is going on? And, um, and, and so I was like, I, how, how can I support myself? How can I get out of this? Like, this is not, I don't, this doesn't feel good. And I was like, I was spinning my wheels and I was like, Oh, the miracle way compass, you know? And it took me, it took me like 30 minutes right. to, to right, remember right. <laughs> that I have this thing, um, <laughs> that I teach, you know? And, um, and so, I use the miracle way. And so I want to just briefly take you through how I used it because I think Catherine and I, we were talking before this episode and just talking about how a lot of people, including myself right now are just feeling really big feelings of like, what's next? What am I doing with my life? Like these really big contemplations that can really cause a lot of triggers and anxiety. And so I just want to give this to you guys um, and just kind of show you a vulnerable moment in my life and, and how I applied it. So there I am laying in bed and freaking out um, and realize, oh yes, I have the Miracle Way compass. I have Amen, A-M-E-N. So let me take myself through the process. So I was like, okay, what the hell is, what, what is it? What is the thing that's causing so much anxiety? So let's go to awareness. And I like became like Gandalf and like turned into a wizard was like, I summon you. (laughs) Like, and like, I like, you know, put my hand out was like, Oh, like, come on. And like summoning this thought, this, this, this emotion, this feeling. And I saw or I felt because remember, I don't really see very well in my mind's eye, but I knew before me. Yes, I knew this like black blob was rising up to the surface. And I was like, okay, here's the thought. And I and I saw it, you know, being given. And I asked, what are you? What are you? And and I heard, you don't matter. You don't matter. And I was like, oh, shit, like, this is this is big. Um, And so you know, apparently that trigger, that thing that happened earlier in the day that I thought I had moved on from, Mm -hmm. my body hung on to it. Mm -hmm. And at, you know, that trigger, the thing that happened triggered this belief of you don't matter. And I was like, oh, here we go. This is a big, this is a big belief system that I've become aware of that is causing me anxiety. Um, and the thing is, I just trusted, I trusted what I heard 
right away. You know, I, I just heard, I knew you don't matter. And I was like, okay, that's it. I didn't sit there and try and like, you know, rationalize, analyze it. It was just right. like, okay, my body just gave me that. And that's what we're going with, you know. Can we pause there for a second? Uh-huh. Because I think that that's something as you're building your intuition, and this was something that I had to kind of exercise myself when I was first starting to practice intuitively hearing, you know, what was happening. Um, when you're initially beginning, when you ask yourself these questions, a way of knowing if it's coming from your body versus your brain is to just ask yourself, did I, was there a question that I asked myself? Um, and what I mean is I would say, okay, just stop and think of a color. Okay. It was green. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now stop. And did that come from you intuitively? Did that just come out of nowhere or were you cataloging something and making lists and saying like, Oh, what, what would, what should be the right question or what would be Mm -hmm. the right color? You know, Mm -hmm. when your intuition, when you're practicing with learning your intuition, it is exactly what you said. It's the first thing that pops into your brain without going through, well, what was I doing today? Well, first I had breakfast and then I did this. It's not like Mm -hmm. you're walking through mentally and Mm -hmm. it really is a a muscle that you have to practice. And I always Mm -hmm. explain it as like a sommelier, the first day that a wine sommelier begins his, his career, he doesn't go in and taste, you know, all the different flavors and tones of the, of the grape. He tastes grapes. He tastes right. wine. This you know? wine tastes like grapes. This wine tastes like grapes. It doesn't <laughs> taste like all the, you know, jamminess and chocolate <laughs> and all these things. His tongue has to develop. That's his sense of taste. Mm-hmm. And so the sense of intuition is the same thing. It's a muscle that we have mm-hmm. to just kind of practice. Mm-hmm. So um, I love, I love that you, I love that you have such a developed sense of intuition at this point because you've practiced it so much. And, and this mm-hmm. is one of the benefits is when you can say, this is what it is. This is what it is. I completely trust that that's what it is. Right. Moving I trust. On. I trust. Yeah. So you guys know, like when I, when this thought of, I don't matter, when that came up, it wasn't this big booming voice of like, right. here's the thought, you know, right. and, it, and I didn't see it. It wasn't a flash in my mind's eye. I didn't see it like written in script you know, it was a, it was a knowing. So that's for me. It, and that's clear cognate, clear cognizant. Um, I can never remember the clairs. I can't in there. remember Right. All um, the different clairs are of your senses of the smell and there's clear, mm-hmm. a clear audience, clear olfactory, Sense, whatever it is. Yeah. But for yours, it's just knowing, right? You it's just feel like, you know, uh-huh. which, which mm-hmm. can be one of the hardest because it's like, well, no, I want, like, I want to see this big booming thing, right. you know, and, but it's it'll like, be no. easier. Right. It'll be way easier, but, but mine's <laughs> the knowing. So you know, here I get this, this big black blob, like handed to me on a platter. That's like, you don't matter. And so I was like, okay, here's where we're going. So I had the awareness. This is the thought that is causing me to spin out to spiral. That's making my palms sweat. That's making me feel like shit. You don't matter. Mm-hmm. And so moved on to the next phase, which is movement, moving through the block. So I was like, okay, what can I do to nurture this? And so I, I, again, I trusted my intuition and I felt myself like become big spoon and little spoon. Mm. And, and so I was like, okay, so here we go. We're, we're working with inner child. And I just began to whisper, you matter, you matter, you matter like over and over again. And then I just felt my hand just go up into my hair and I just started stroking my hair, like how my mom used to do when I was little. And maybe you don't, or you didn't have a parent who nurtured you. You know, Mm -hmm. so maybe you don't have those memories to, to call on, but do what you wanted, what you yearned to feel. Maybe Mm -hmm. it was like tickling your own arm or rocking yourself, you know, but in that moment I knew I needed to like nurture my inner child. So I really felt my hand just kind of go up into my head and I was stroking my own hair 
And it felt, it didn't feel like me stroking my own hair. It felt like, you know, a, a big me hand stroking <laughs> my own hair. And I was rocking myself and I just saying, you matter, you matter, you matter. And then I called on my breath because breath is a powerful tool for, you know, somatically moving energy through the body. And I just breathed and I did deep diaphragmatic breathing. I called on the tools that I, that I knew, you know, in that moment that I could remember in that mm -hmm. moment, you know, like I said, I'm a Kundalini teacher, so I know tons of breath patterning, right. but I didn't in that moment, Not in that moment, right? I knew, okay, <laughs> deep breath, deep breath, <laughs> you know, I was like, what? <laughs> the one, you know, breath I could remember, just make it deep, you know? And so I'm rocking myself. And this is the, the moving through the block. You know, you matter, you matter, you matter. Stroking my hair, breathing until I felt myself starting to calm down. And then embodiment, um, moving on to that, like really embodying that sense of I'm okay. So again, I felt my hand stroking my head as my higher self. And I became my own mother mm -hmm. and continued to tell my little self, I've got you fall into me. And I kept hearing that fall into me. So it was like falling into my higher self and letting her catch me. And I could literally feel my little self moving into the, the big expansive self and, and just like really merging, you know, coming into this embodied sense of, of I'm okay. I am bigger than this. I am expansive. I am limitless. And I have the tools. I mean, I'm able yeah. to do right now. I'm able to yeah. self-soothe. I'm able to incorporate mm -hmm. all the versions of myself, past, present, and future, mm -hmm. call them in mm -hmm. and literally, literally embody them. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And and so I, I heard my higher self say, you don't need to solve anything right now. Mm -hmm. You don't need to solve anything right now. All you need to do is be quiet and listen. I am here for you. I am here for you. I am here for you. And so I got quiet, you know, and I, I became the big spoon and the little spoon. I was both at the same time and, and, and really just using that image of like falling into my higher self and, and then nurturing, be quiet and listen. You have permission not to solve anything right. in this moment. Mm -hmm. Just be quiet and listen continue breathing, know that the guidance will come, the problems, quote unquote problems, that that triggered me to think that I don't matter. They're just teachers that are asking me to slow down and listen. So at this point, I was out of the spin cycle and the palms stopped sweating. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just kind of nurturing this like higher self experience of like, I've got you everything's okay. You don't have to solve this problem. Just be quiet and listen right. and, and just, just breathe, just right. breathe and just be, just breathe and just be. And so, you know, that's how I took myself through the amen process. And when you take yourself through the amen process, it might look completely different. Mm -hmm. You might not be called to do this inner child work. You might not bring your hand to your head and stroke mm -hmm. your hair, you know. It's 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 very much like giving you permission to to trust and mm -hmm. instead of saying I have to use this tool. I have right. to use this kundalini kriya. I have to use this breath work. I have right. to do this. It's just it's allowing yourself to trust yourself. 
Right. You know, and, and to call on the tool and to really, really work with your intuition because nobody, there's not a single coach out there who knows what you need more than your intuition does, right? right. you know? And so yeah. like you said, as we can really, really begin to hone and refine and yes, maybe having someone to hold space for you while you refine your intuition, sure. that, right. that's needed, you know, um, or maybe, well, maybe well, not, there's, it's, there's so many different ways that we can do it, right? Like, so what you're talking about is an, an episode, if you want to call it, you know, like mm-hmm, it, it, mm-hmm. Was an, it was an intense situation that yeah, and it could have dealt with moment. or not. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. So you have these tools here that can be basically, like, and what I love about this is that you have the tools available at all times, mm-hmm. whether you are on an airplane, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or if you're in your closet or if you're in the middle of the night and you're trying to keep the house still. Um, you can, you can do these, you can take a walk, like instead of, you know, petting your hair, it might be going to take a walk. You can make them bigger. You can go out and and take a, go for a workout or whatever it might be, but you have the tools that you need in any moment. And this was just one way of handling an acute situation. Like you said, if you're looking to go deeper into something, then you can call in a yoga class or, um, a workshop or a coach or a retreat. You, there's so many more opportunities and tools to move Mm -hmm. through these things. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we were talking about with, you know, before we started to record is this feeling of people right now feeling all this pressure as the world is changing. And the sense that I'm getting, the words that I'm hearing from the collective are, I can't live like this anymore. I can't, mm-hmm. I don't want to live like this anymore. I refuse to live like this anymore. And it's getting cut off and some people are missing the full message or not understanding that the full message doesn't mean I don't want to live. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, I want to stop living. I don't think that a lot of people want to stop their life. Mm-hmm. They just don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to change their life. They don't even know that a change is possible. I've had this experience and I believe you have as well, where it's Mm -hmm. just like, I don't know even what to do. I want to do something. I don't Mm -hmm. know what it is. And and all I can think of right now is how I just want to stop feeling this way. Mm -hmm. Like I called Mm -hmm. my mom at one point and I said, I don't want to jump out this 10th floor window. All I can think of is how peaceful it would be to just not Mm -hmm. have to feel like this anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are going through that right now, Mm -hmm. feeling this way. And Mm -hmm. so these are some of the tools when I heard um, Meg shared this in the private chat group for The Miracle Way. And I said, we've got to bring this out. I really want to share this because I feel like there are a lot of people that that need to hear this message and mm-hmm. how powerful you are and how you have the tools if you sort of open your arms. There are so many people feeling like this right now. And so if you are listening and you do feel like I just can't live like this anymore, um, please know that you're not alone and there, there is a way out, you know, and the more you sit with your intuition and you just really take it step by step and know that you do not have to make a decision right now. You do not have to solve the problem right now. Just take it step by step by step by step. And the miracle way can work you know, can be applied to acute moments and it can be applied to like the bigger, um, you know, transformational process, which, you know, like, let's say you're working with like money blocks and, and building wealth. And, you know, this, this might not be like an acute moment thing. It might Mm -hmm. be like a, you know, it might, it might take a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, uh, you know, moving through the blocks might take months, you know, um, but 
it, it's, it's there for you. And there's beautiful facilitators out there um, mm-hmm. who are trained in the miracle way, who are trained to never, ever, ever shame, to mm-hmm. never, ever, ever tear you down, but instead to reflect back what is just so beautiful and what is working and what is powerful about you and to harness that power and to help you build on your intuition. And every Miracle Way facilitator is just, they're, they're so awesome. And I feel Mm -hmm. so lucky to be in this community of just bright lights. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's really beautiful and really gentle yet very powerful. Absolutely. They're a beautiful group of, of people. Um, and I know that sometimes that message is hard to hear when we're in those dark spaces. If it is a, not like you said, an acute moment, if it is a, a more situational, it is sometimes the hardest thing I remember for myself. It was the hardest thing when I told my mom that, and she said, come home, we're going to figure it out. I'm like, mom, just, just don't tell me that I would rather, I just want to just be where I am and not, please don't offer me hope. Mm-hmm. I really do, mm-hmm. I can't deal with the idea of hope. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, when you were a little kid and you were learning to swim and the swim instructor kept backing up to make mm-hmm. you swim a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please don't give me the backing up swim instructor right now. I, I just can't even, I don't even want to reach anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just let me be where I am mm-hmm. and suffer. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I know how sometimes this message comes out and it's, it's like, oh, please, you know, I, I just, I don't even want to try right now, but you know, I just hope that this resonates that there are people that have been through this they can support you, they can guide you. I really believe that why we are going through this intense squeeze and pressure is because we are transforming into something beautiful. And when we can transmute that darkness into light, it it changes the planet one Mm -hmm. at a time. And I I really do believe that that is what's happening right here. Mm -hmm. Megan, I've talked about it. I know you feel the same way. It's just, Mm -hmm. this is, this is the evolution of our of our planet. This is how Mm -hmm. it's happening. It's not easy. It's not pretty. We go Mm -hmm. through these things, but we go through it together. And there's a whole community of people that share um, these same sentiments. So Mm -hmm. that loneliness does not need to factor in all the other things, you know, we can work through together, but that loneliness does not need to be a reason to not take that first step. Right. Right. I'm so glad that you shared that. It just really felt like it was something that really wanted to be shared out. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Meg, for sharing that. Yeah. All right, let's talk about your purpose because we will always want to wrap it into mm-hmm. these episodes. This is the Living on Purpose podcast. So tell us how your purpose sort of found you, how you found it, um, when, how, any little detail of your story. Yeah, so I um, grew up surrounded by people who were like very um, clear of what they wanted to do with their lives, including like my little brother like came out of the womb and was like, I want to be a lawyer. And, and he is, and he's very successful. And um, I, on the other hand, was like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do with my life. I don't know what I want to do with my life. And, um, you know, throughout my life, I was confusing purpose with job. Yeah, right. And <clears throat> thought that I was going to find my purpose by like, you know, just like, pouring over like job boards, you know, like back in the day, it was at monster.com, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is now. Um, but I, I just thought that like, maybe, maybe if I looked at job titles long enough, I would right. find the one that like snapped my soul into place. And what I've come to realize now is that the concept of a human 
having a purpose is ancient, whereas the industrial revolution and capitalism is not, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? So like our purpose as human beings is not a job. Um, It's an essence. And our purpose is to live our lives fully as ourselves. And so whenever you're able to strip it down to that and to say, wow, my purpose is to be fully me, Mm -hmm. is to be me at my fullest expression. And when I live in that way, I will magnetize the resources, the relationships, the opportunities that help me carry out me, Mm -hmm. you know, in the most delightful and expansive, impactful, potent, powerful ways. And, And so once I realized that, that my purpose is to simply live as the full embodiment of myself. That's when I left my corporate job and just started a business that was like me. And and if you follow me or if you're new to me, you will soon learn that I evolve and I shift and I change and I pivot based on the full expression of, of who I am in this moment. And, and it gets to be really fun, you know? And so right now, the embodiment of, of, of who I am and where I feel so lit up is sharing the miracle way is helping other people to find who they truly are. You know, what is your full expression? What are the beliefs that are like, you know, feeling like a, like a, like a weight on you and how can we release those and really tapping people into their pleasure and their creative essence. And it's just, it's so fun. I mean, and there are moments where the masculine idea of like, or like the Instagram bio, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, it never feels quite right. um, Because I am perpetually evolving and, and shifting. And so there are moments where like, I do feel like I'm in an existential crisis. (laughs) <laughs> like all the time. Um, and, and, and that's okay. I've just had to realize like, that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And I just can't be boxed in by an Instagram bio or by right. an elevator pitch. Like, it's just not, it's right. just not who I am. And coming to terms with that is, is so liberating and so freeing. Um, and so because you are transforming constantly. I mean, that yeah. sort of is what you are. Mm-hmm. You are not this one Kundalini teacher no. or even Miracle Way teacher no. or retreat facilitator. You are the essence of you first. Yeah. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. And so like a one role thing has always felt really mm-hmm. boxed in for mm-hmm. me. Whereas it might feel very liberating and supportive for somebody else. And that's wonderful. For right. me, because I am who I am, a one a one thing is just like Whoa, like right. it feels very suffocating. And niche um, down does not work for does not work for Meg. <laughs> um, and that's okay, you know. Right. Like for a while, like the coaching industry, like really wants is you to wants you to niche, like big time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like I tried that, and like no, I, no, no. Um, and so, <laughs> um, yeah. So so my my purpose found me by me just, well, it didn't find me. It was always, it's me, (laughs) Um, but I found the concept 
just through, I mean, my gosh, like after I graduated from college, I moved to Thailand to try and like find myself, Mm -hmm. you know? And, but again, I was like, kind of like, oh, I found myself. I'm teaching English as a foreign language. And that's, that's my purpose, you know? And Mm -hmm. I was like, no, you know? And, and so I, um, yeah, it was just through this kind of demystification of the idea of purpose and, and stripping away and just really, really going back in time and realizing well, cavemen had purpose too. Yeah, right. Like (laughs) the people that existed before the industrial revolution, they like, they had purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, what, what if all the jobs went away? Would would every human no longer have a purpose? I I don't, I don't think so. You know, so, you know, when you, when you begin to think of it in that way of like, wow, well maybe living fully as is the purpose purpose Mm -hmm. of life, and living fully changed. as you is removing the things that don't really bring you joy or bring you negative emotion and stepping deeper into the things that make you feel good. I mean, yeah. it's, it's well, and I, I want to caveat, I want to caveat that with like those denser emotions. Like when my dad died, like being in the experience of grief, mm-hmm. that's a dense emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was fully me instead mm-hmm. of, Instead of feeling like, oh, I need to be fine now. I need to not burden people with my grief now. Like right. if I would have just put on a plastic smile, you know, mm-hmm. and been like, I'm fine. Um, right. That would have not been me being mm-hmm. fully me, mm-hmm. you know, and allowing ourselves to like really be in the experience that we are in and to notice the thoughts, to have awareness on the thoughts and beliefs that tell us this is good or bad, or I can't, or I can, or, you know, and it's just really being where you're at and finding the support and the resources that can, that can hold you and make you feel okay. But it's, um, yeah, it's important to like give ourselves permission to, to feel and to be in the experience and then to move out of that, you know, and, and grief, like grief, really brought me to creative depths that I had never reached before. I like that you brought that up because it is a, it's like a split where not buying into sort of the the places that bring you down. So if it's um, certain people or certain yeah, energy yeah, yeah. Or, or a job role or a family event or whatever, like finding your purpose, knowing that those things are not you. So we, you know, a lot of us have these jobs, we have to go to our jobs and, and whatever, but it's like, okay, what is it about this that I'm not loving? And let me you know, minimize, and I don't mean like minimize your hours you're working or whatever, but minimize that, or at least understand that that is not where I'm going to find my purpose. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit, I, I love what you said though, about those feelings, because I think that what happens in those, you know, a lot of people, like we said, we, we can't just quit our jobs mm-hmm. might not be bringing us to our purpose. We can't just quit, but those kind of things, what they do for us is to show us what we do want. So mm-hmm. even in your grief, you're like, man, this is not something I want to feel. I'm going to allow it to completely permeate into my being mm-hmm. and really absorb it all and see what it is, you know, mm-hmm. and, and move through it that way rather than just hold it off and say, no, 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 I don't want to feel bad mm-hmm. in my job. I don't want to feel bad about the loss of my father. I'm going to just, you know, move on. It's really mm-hmm. using those emotions to cultivate our purpose. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I think what we're both trying to say <laughs> is, is, um, living with intention, Mm -hmm. you know, like 
instead of being a victim to circumstance, you know, like really being intentional about the experience of grief, about the human experience, about, okay, I'm in this job that feels like it's sucking my soul out. And I've woken up to the fact that I can, in fact, be my own agent of change. And Mm -hmm. now I'm going to take the steps to to begin moving out of this job and into something else that generates income, you know, that feels really good and expansive. So, so going back to the miracle way, it's like having that awareness and then, then becoming very intentional mm-hmm. about moving, embodying and nurturing this expression of yourself. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. What well, a I, love you. Episode. I love you too. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for sharing. So do you have anything else that you want to say before we close out? Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, especially if like this kind of the story that I shared of moving, using the compass to move through that episode of anxiety, if that like resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. So yeah. Yes. Love it. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, love. That was episode five. I hope you enjoyed Meg Sylvester. She's such a treasure. You can connect with her best in Instagram as at Megan Sylvester. Check out her website, www.megsylvester.com backslash miracle dash way will take you to everything about the miracle way. If you'd like to email her, you can reach her at Meg at megsylvester.com. You can find out more information on all the retreats that she offers, including this upcoming retreat for the Miracle Way in Costa Rica. If you feel called to join, it's this February 20th to 26th, just one or two openings left. So if you feel like they are yours, make sure to reach out to her. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, turn on notifications for this podcast so that you're always in the know. I enjoyed this episode so much and I'm so glad to have you with us. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time.